Good morning, Bridgetown Church, and to all of you listening online, John Mark Comer here. Welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Friday, July 31st. Today is the last day of July and the last day of the daily for the summer. We said a few weeks ago that our plan was to suspend the daily for the month of August for what we call fallow season, and I don't expect you to recognize that. That's kind of insider lingo from Bridgetown Church staff. It's based on um, kind of our annual rhythm and based on the New Testament running metaphor of kind of the rhythms of an agricultural economy. You know, as we all know, we live in an industrial and information-based economy where there's Little to no difference between winter and summer, but really most of human history and all of the church calendar, if you're from a liturgical tradition, is all based on the life of a farmer. And kind of, if you think about the agricultural kind of annual rhythm, which for me, like I know about from reading books, not from personal experience, but there are seasons of the year, like harvest, where you wake up in the morning and you just go full on hard work until the sun goes down for weeks or even months at a time. And then there are other seasons, you know, in the middle of winter in the Northern Hemisphere or whatever, where, you know, you're kind of more in maintenance mode and the day is short and you sleep a lot, especially in a world prior to electricity. But in our kind of modern kind of knowledge-based economy and world, it's like 110% all the time, 52 weeks of the year, 365 days a year. And so just the level of turnover in business organizations and burnout and pastoral work in particular is very high. So we do a little thing where we just attempt to kind of put a little rhythm into the year. And so every August we do what we call fallow season for a month, which is in August, really there's zero extra church stuff allowed. It's kind of maintenance is a horrible word, but we just kind of focus on our leaders and our relationships and kind of do the stripped down version of church. And we give our staff, which are all very hardworking, an extra day off each week, just for whatever those few weekends are, four or five weekends, they get a three-day weekend. So as part of that, we're kind of Uh, The plan is to take a break from the daily for August and then reevaluate at the beginning of September based on kind of where we're at as a church, and we're in a lot of prayer right now and a lot of planning for the fall ahead. Now, one last thought before we kind of uh, give you a little break in your podcast feed. I've been doing less dailies over the last month or two for all sorts of reasons, most of them good to give other leaders in our church and beyond a voice into the life of our church to take a little vacation. And, you know, I just finished a a very short writing break where I was wrapping up my next book. And, um, but honestly, the main reason is because of a teaching that I gave a while back on simplicity of speech. You know, as a pastor, when you preach, most of the time you're preaching to the church, but then there are those sermons or teachings or whatever you want to call it, where in all honesty, I am preaching first and foremost to myself. And that teaching on simplicity of speech was very much for me. It was out of my life, but really it was to my life. It was a declaration kind of of the kind of person that I want to grow and mature into. In it, we made a case for, really, for quiet, not for no talk. Think of simplicity of stuff. It's not no stuff. It's less stuff. Not for no talk, but less talk. 
because as the monks said, you know, hundreds of years ago, where there is talk, there is sin. And so it's basic math, less talk, less sin. That was the basic monastic case for the spiritual discipline of quiet. And there was a scripture that I think I cut out of that teaching just for time, but I keep coming back to over and over again. And it's from the New Testament, from the writer James, and he has this to say, Jesus' brother, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Let me read that again. My dear brothers and sisters, or family, take note of this. Pay special attention. This is very key. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We live in a culture that is quick to speak, slow to listen, and quick to become angry. And I recognize that there is a time and a place to speak up and a time and a place for anger even when it's done well. There's a kind of anger that you see in God himself that is the emotionally healthy, mature response to evil and injustice, and another type that is, bare minimum, very justifiable. But there is another kind of anger, the kind of anger that Jesus was getting at in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 that comes from a place not of love for the other or you know, love for the good and hate for evil, but comes from a place of ego and of contempt in the heart. It's the kind of anger where, as Jesus said, you call another person raka, a kind of first century cruel word meaning fool. There's a lot of that kind of anger, contempt, name-calling, pride. There's a lot of that going around right now. All that to say, this ancient tripart command to talk less, listen more, and there's a place for anger, but be slow to anger, the right kind, the God kind of anger. This command is more important now than ever before. It's a bit weird for me because, you know, at home, I'm a father and a husband. I'm not a single person. And at work, I'm a pastor and a teacher. I don't get paid to, like, sit around and practice simplicity of speech and be quiet. But I really feel the leading of the Spirit in this season of life to listen more than to talk. And that could just be for me. I'm not saying that's for you or for our church, but very much for me. So before we break for August, I just want to invite you to join if you want, in either one of these ideas, one fallow season, to take August to kind of breathe and let your soul catch up to your body and slow down, not just your body, but your mind, maybe your intake of news for a bit or whatever, and really just ground yourself in God and gear up for the fall. Um, Our expectation, we don't know what will happen, but it's for a very long and very hard kind of fall into 2021. We don't know how long COVID will last, but we know this, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and no one can go full steam at an emotional level, at a physical level, you know, for a very long period of time. We have to adopt a way of life with Jesus that is sustainable, where Over this year, however long it is, we don't lose our soul, but come out of this more deep in God than ever before. So I just invite you to just take this season and really rest and be with close friends and family and be outside before the rain comes back in the fall and just 
really prepare your soul for what God has for us as a church and for you as a follower of Jesus in the fall and the new year. And then secondly, we just invite you into simplicity of speech. In this kind of season of rest and of being outside, maybe it's a good time to really adopt a posture of quiet listening, to listen to other people, even people you disagree with, to listen, especially if you are white, to other ethnicities and minorities and other perspectives. It's so rich for the soul to do that. Just that there's an expansion of your soul when you practice that incarnational loving listening. But above all, really listening to God himself. What if we just kind of spent August listening? And what if we were to come back together in September, not just well-rested for the next kind of leg of the journey, but really with a fresh vision in our mind and our heart for what God has for us, for our community, for our church, for our city, as we move into the next season. And just one last reminder, you know, the point of the daily, and I've said this over and over, was never content. It was just to help you stay grounded in the peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Contemplative prayer experts talk about the brain's need for some kind of a transition, to, some kind of a transition to get, I don't know, in the zone, so to speak, in prayer, to come to quiet before God, some kind of object or ritual or song or device or scripture or mantra that you use to just kind of let your mind come to rest. For me, each morning, it's reading a psalm. For others, it's, you know, lighting a candle or pouring a cup of tea. For others, it's singing. For others, it's mindfulness. The point is just to come back to the moment back into your body or your awareness back into your body, and above all, to come back to Christ in you, the hope of glory, as Paul put it. Christ in you, not just with you, not just all around you, but in Paul's paradigm, Christ in you, the depth of your spirit, the hope in you of glory, not the hope of the end of COVID-19 or a new election cycle or the hope of a new job or the economy coming back. Those are all great things, but the hope in you of glory, of a world with no suffering or injustice or fear or division or strife, but a world of listening to the love of God. That world is coming. We live and we wait in hope. So I encourage you, whether you go back and re-listen to the dailies or just get really into the Psalms, that's what I do, or take a morning walk with your dog down to the park, just I invite you to daily center and recenter your mind and your heart and even your body on God who is not only with you, but is in you. Peace to all of you and love. 